0: Hi and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana, and today we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead season 11 episode 5 and we have some recommendations on The Chair, The Morning Show, and Cruella. But before we dive in, how are you Diana? I'm great. How are you? I'm so great too. Oh my gosh, I feel like I haven't spoken to you in so long. I know. I was feeling the same thing. So I'm so happy
1: that we're seeing each other and we're podcasting together. And
0: I know. There's just been so much going on. So I'm so happy to be with you.
1: I'm happy to be with you.
0: Yay. So after this episode of The Walking Dead, I... Just felt like we learned so, so much, right? Yeah. You know, about the other group and our current group and what they're going through. And the intro to this episode was super suspenseful because it ended up being a dream. So, I want to know, Diana, question of the day. Do you remember your scariest dream? Or what do you think your scariest dream would be?
1: I think my scariest dreams are when I can't run or I can't talk. And I think I've woken myself up or, you know, my husband has had to wake me up because I'm like trying so hard to talk and something is preventing me from talking. And I'm trying so hard to yell help. And I'm, and I'm like yelling it, but it's not really coming out. So that's, probably the scariest dream that I can recall.
0: Oh, that's so scary when no one can hear you. I know. Oh, my gosh. What about you? Oh, I just have the heebie-jeebies and I'm (laughs) here. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Don't mean to give you the heebie-jeebies. I know, right? It (laughs) is so scary. So scary. Okay. But really, I, um, I do have... A very scary dream that has reoccurred since my childhood. But I want to talk to you about the, the reoccurring dreams that I have when I like watch all these zombie apocalypse films. Ah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. I, I would say the best one that I ever had because I love them. It gives me like all this adrenaline. I'm running, I have to be strategic. I have weapons. There's like family involved. It's scarce. It's like so crazy sometimes. But the like the most interesting reoccurring dream that I ever seriously have, it I end up back at my childhood home where I was raised, majority of my life, or maybe most influenced. So I have like these apartment dreams, and so like oh, you can only imagine what. Uh, in a zombie apocalypse dream or nightmare, um, would feel like in an apartment complex. Holy cow. And then I have these really interesting reoccurring dreams where, um, it's like at a coastal beach house, because I also had that experience too. So it's really interesting, um, to put, so in, in my opinion, or I guess my genre for, nightmares or scary dreams that I enjoy, actually, are (laughs) zombie um, apocalypse dreams, okay? So I can't hardly wait for them. They're just so much fun. That's crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know if I've ever had a zombie apocalypse dream. I don't think so.
0: Huh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what it is about it, but I get them, and... I enjoy them. Yeah, you're I like, look forward
1: to them. <laughs> that's a, that's not a scary dream then, I don't think. I don't know. It's Maybe. supposed to be. Yeah, you're right. right. I know. You're like, <laughs> yes, I'm on a Jeez. mission. You're like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you. I'm going to yeah. get you.
0: Okay. Well, you know, you're sometimes the... it's like they're really sad, too. Aww. So it's just the thing is, it's like I'm watching my films in my sleep, ah. you know? Right. And there are these stories. Well, so
1: with us talking about dreams, I was just thinking how there are times when I kind of know I'm dreaming, but then there's times when I don't even think I'm dreaming. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was a dream. Thank God, because that was pretty scary.
0: Oh, yes. Those ones get me. Oh, boy. I don't like sometimes I just wake up and I, I have to talk to my spouse about it. Yeah. And, you know, he he just he's helpful with that because it's some of them can be really sad and you just... Those are really scary. Right. They are. (gasps) Ooh. And we're getting, you know, here we are
1: getting close to October and it's Halloween. We're already talking about scary dreams. So. (sighs) Oh, I love Halloween. I know. So friends out there, what is your scariest dream? Let us know. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens. You can follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our website. The links are in our show notes. All right, Brooke, we get to talk about The Walking Dead, Episode 5, Out of the Ashes. Tell me what your overall thoughts were on this episode.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I was completely intrigued at how Hilltop appears. I mean, this place is a wreck. I mean, there's like walkers. There are charred bodies. This whole place has fallen apart. And Carol, Lydia, Jerry, as well as Aaron, I just couldn't believe their adventure and their um, their mission and what they ended up having to go through. So this episode, really, I just felt a lot of, oh, It was very uncomfortable. Okay. I mean, even Lydia had to go away. Jerry was like, I, we, you know, he he had a relationship with a tiger. (laughs) Okay. At one point. Yeah. And this is a bit much, you know. So, Aaron, he really surprised me as well as Carol. What did you think about this episode?
1: Yeah. I thought that there was a lot to see in this episode. And the beginning was intriguing with Aaron facing all these villains in his dream. And yes, seeing that destroyed hilltop was, oh my gosh, just awful to see. They find a whisperer who has surprising news. We learn more about the Commonwealth, which was so bizarre that this kind of life exists here while everyone else is starving in Alexandria and elsewhere. Also, to see Judith's heartbreak really broke me. And I loved the intensity between Negan and Maggie. Man, was it thick. Right. Yeah. This had a lot to unpack in this episode, which I loved. Loved, loved, love. But uh, what stood out to you in this episode?
0: Well, definitely that scene where um, Jerry had found Nabila's scarf. Oh. And that scene was just so crazy. I mean, Lydia, we saw the walkers in the herd. And moving forward, just the fact that they still exist. Yeah. um, Nabila's scarf was found. And we found these, you know, humans One was masked as a whisperer. The other ones looked very scared, like they were being locked in there, and they seemed really far gone um, in their uh, community, I guess. You know, they just seem like they've been scavenging, and they're sort of Mm -hmm. savage-like. And then there's an interrogation. So that man, oh, my gosh, that actor, he just – I was like – oh my gosh, like cringing, <laughs> oh, you know, when he's just like, ah. yeah, right. Yes. Like, uh, my facial expression. I was like,
1: I just want to say that for our listeners that Brooke is acting it out physically.
0: <laughs> I can see yes. her,
1: <laughs> and she's cracking yes. me up. But I love it. I love right? it. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you for for reenacting that. I love it.
0: Hello, that actor, <laughs> is, like he's gonna get a like, you know, uh, that that show where they would do contestants for screaming. Yeah. For the okay, he is gonna win. He was, like, so real. He was terrified. I can't imagine what it would have been like. Like, what if he lives in an apartment and I'm his, like, upstairs or downstairs neighbor and he's just screaming away every night. He'll have to, like, tell us, like, hey, I'm working on a fill. Like, I'm working on a, you know, a part. I'm going to be freaking out every night. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Or whatever time of day. I'm going to be screaming my head off like I'm being tortured and captured. This guy, he was so believable and I couldn't believe how far Aaron was so willing to go. This was so much gore. Uh-huh. I mean to invite that walker on a leash to come and intimidate him and then eventually bite him. And then Aaron is like deal with it. I know. I know. It was yeah. But if it weren't for Carol Carol, she, she talked some sense into him, and I couldn't believe it. So I want to talk about Carol. But first, I think you felt something about Judith oh, in this episode. Oh, yeah. She, oh, wow. Little girl. Oh,
1: man, I know. I was thinking, what is with the kids taunting this walker? I, they're getting yeah. super up close Offering their arm. I'm like, stupid kids. I was, oh, I could not believe it. And Judith confronts the kids and gets bullied and pushed. And, you know, he tells her, no wonder your mom abandoned you. And Judith says, say it again. I dare you. As she raises her sword to him. And that's right when Gracie steps in to help ease the situation, which I actually really loved that Gracie, you know, has her back. And when uh, Judith walks away, the look on her face, it was killing me. She tried so hard to keep it together. I was thinking, this is amazing uh, performance by this young lady. I just was like so amazed with her. And then later she finds... Carl's wooden handprints broken apart and is totally devastated. And I I cried with Judith. I, It really broke my heart for her because we all know the significance of the handprint and how much it means to her, you know, how it represents Carl and, and Rick. I mean, her brother and her father. It, it just made me so emotional. And I think, All of us Walking Dead fans really get that connection. I I know I did. I was so, I was so devastatingly sad. And I was crying right along with her. And I love that Rosita sees all of this and consoles her with the perfect words and tells her that she's pretty good at fixing things. And I just thought it was a really good moment for the both of them. I really liked seeing them
0: together. Wow. Wow. Oh, I felt so bad for Judith. Yeah, that that handprint. I keep wanting to call it a blueprint, but it's the handprint. Yeah, that was really devastating to see that poor thing. I know. Oh. Well, you know what? I really I really felt for Carol in this last episode because she's like helping Aaron, you know, because Aaron, he she's telling him, Hey, whoa, you need to stop torturing this guy right? Because if you, you don't want to go to that dark place. I know. I love that. She's like, I've been there. Trust me. I know. And she even brings up Henry. So then I'm thinking about her life, what it was like raising Henry. And she knows firsthand what the whispers are capable of. Erin is telling her, oh, Gracie is starving because of these people we need to know. And Carol's like, yeah, I get it. They beheaded my son. Right. And many others. And Carol was at a really dark, dark place. So she's able to help Aaron. And he then, um, well, he didn't really have much of a choice, right? They took those walkers out um, so that he couldn't do any more damage. And then that's when he gave that man the knife. But that Guy, oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, it just that was incredible. That scene, that whole um, dynamic, just really was exciting. Yeah, because in the end, we you know we found some some intel on a certain someone, and we've been waiting. <laughs> I know, for
1: that. I know, I know. I loved it.
0: Yeah. So, um, and then I know a lot of the the blogs are talking about Negan and Maggie. I know. Tell me what you thought about that. Oh, the
1: chemistry between those two, the intensity between them, that conversation they had, the shoving. I could just feel the tension and I just loved it. But I thought to myself, is she going to back down? But I appreciated that she didn't. And she shoves him. But I was worried that he could overpower her very easily. But you could see both of the wheels turning in their head and... I felt like someone was just about to react. And then that's when we saw Father Gabriel and Elijah break in through the door. And uh, yeah, good thing, because I don't know what was going to happen if they didn't. But I also um, I also felt that Negan did show some restraint because he knows he can, of course, overpower Maggie, but he didn't. He didn't. So I love that he's he knows he can go there, but he's not doing it. So I really do appreciate
0: that about him. Right, right. Oh, I was so happy to see uh, Father Gabriel crash through the door like that. Yeah. Although I'm concerned about their wounds and that Alden is um, still out there. Right. Held up at a church. Right. I know. I thought he was going to die.
1: Yeah, I know we I know. And you know how they give the swan songs a lot of time. They highlight a character right before their demise. So I really hope that he makes it, you know, that they don't just come back and he's gone, at least allow him to do something. You know, I I, I, I really hope that he can survive somehow.
0: Um, Exactly.
1: So do you have any other thoughts about this episode?
0: Oh, my word. Well, how about ice cream and cake? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like a DVD or um, VHS tape, whatever. I know. I know. I know, right? Wait, hold on. Yeah. Like we all got to see what's going on with Aaron and everybody else, like that. But hold up. There's like a a community of 50,000 people.
1: I know. I was shocked. That was shocking to me. Fifty thousand people.
0: They just keep expanding. Like seriously, like it's a corporation. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's amazing. They have jobs and housing oh assignments. Gosh, yeah, I, I just like want. I just want ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, is that Rocky Road?" You know. I'm like, "Dang, what is really going on here?" And then why Yumiko is so surprised that uh her brother, like first of all, she's reunited with family. Yeah. At a community. And then he's just been there like for a very long time and doesn't remember what it's like outside of the those.
1: Worlds. I know, right? And I can't believe he dropped been, I can't believe he dropped that cake. I wanted that cake. I wanted to eat it. No,
0: I was like, oh, wow.
1: And I was thinking how long it's going to take to make another one of those cakes, because somebody probably ordered it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's... Oh, my word. Somebody's wedding. Somebody's (sighs) celebration. They're not getting cake.
0: Right? Right In the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. No cake for you. That surprised me a lot. Eugene surprised me a lot. Him getting busted. Oh, yeah. (gasps) And step. okay, wait, let's go back to the ice cream thing for a second.
1: Remember that other girl that had, was she the one who had Rocky yeah, that, Road? And then he, yeah,
0: he, he commented
1: and she doesn't say a word. I think people are speculating that that could really be Stephanie and not the other girl. That's what I've heard because it's like, why didn't she speak? She just was quiet. Like she didn't want her voice to be heard. So I'm like, what? I don't know. But then I'm thinking, why wouldn't? Eugene recognized that this woman that he's talking to isn't the same voice that he was talking to previously. I don't know.
0: Probably just because it's the zombie apocalypse, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many little things happening at the Commonwealth, like uh, the little things popping up here and there.
0: Yes. And then lastly for me, that interrogation with that whisper. Poor guy, you know, he was just like, oh, some of us were not like that, you know, kind of like the savior. Yeah. You're just Uh you are what you are. Anyway, he told us some info about Connie. Thank goodness for this torture. He was like, oh, I have something. I have some info. (laughs) I know. Would you like to know this after you've uh, had a zombie bite my hand? (laughs) Now that I have to cut it off. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) I know. Why didn't you
0: say something way earlier? Uh, uh, Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very excited to hear that.
1: I I thought it was great entry into, you know, the next episode. But yeah, it was like they were all shocked. They're like, what? And I'm sure Carol was like so excited because she's feeling such guilt you know over connie so i was really happy oh i just thought that that was the greatest news to hear and um and it's funny cuz jerry said yeah aren't you glad we didn't you know kill him or get rid of him you know this is great news yeah.
0: exactly think So
1: goodness. i i wonder about tommy though i'm like they're bringing him in what's going to happen is he someone who can be trusted uh he was a surgeon now he <laughs> Bakes cakes, which is making him happy. So, you know, do what makes you happy. But I'm just curious, just very curious. And I, this whole world is so bizarre to me. It's just so bizarre in an apocalypse. I just, I can't fathom it for some reason.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of information going on.
1: I, yeah. And oh my goodness, Princess. Oh, I love Princess. And I love when she's flirting with Mercer and and uh, just telling him all these things and his big eyelashes and everything to stall him from going to where Eugene and Stephanie are at because they are trying to radio Alexandria, which they do get through. And at least Eugene finds out from Rosita that the Whisperer War ended and that Alpha and yeah. Beta are dead. So that was good for Eugene to know, but he couldn't get any more out and then they all get arrested. So um, and then that was, you know, interesting. very interesting. So we're just meeting new people, more people. So it's very interesting to see all these new characters from the comics coming to life here. So it's just very cool. Just
0: so much to absorb. That was fun. I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, it was great.
1: Okay, let's move on into and the award goes to, I would like to know, Brooke, what was your favorite quote, character or moment?
0: Oh, well, my favorite moment was Carol speaking to Erin about her experience in dealing with the dark path. And she was able to discuss that and talk about it. And she, we watched her going through her distress and she was popping pills and it didn't matter if she lived or died at one point. And so, um, I think at, you know, a couple of different points in her life, it would be better for her if she felt that her life would be over. And so for her to help Aaron and him overcome uh the PTSD that he's experiencing from the torment from the whispers I think that was really admirable for a Carol and I'm so proud of her I'm proud
1: of her too
0: yeah it was great great step for her yeah right like yes. huge what about you Diana what is your favorite character quote or moment and who would your award go to
1: uh, my award goes to the quote when Rosita tells Judith, pieces of wood are nice, but you don't need that to remember how much they loved you. Oh, Aww. It was so perfect because it was perfect for me because I was heartbroken for Judith when that was broken. I, Like I said, I was crying along with Judith because... I I feel Carl and Rick's loss. I feel it. I miss them so much. I love those characters. And so it made me really sad. But when Rosita said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, people live in your heart. You know, even though we treasure things that were given to us as keepsakes or anything that we carry from people that have passed away or, or that, you know, that we loved and that we cherish, but... Really, it's the love that we carry in our hearts, the memories that we have, the things that they've left us, um, you know, that are not tangible. So I just thought, oh, that was the perfect words to say, Rosita. And I just
0: loved them. Yes. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on that.
1: Thank you, Brooke. Oh, man, such a good episode.
0: I loved it. Really good. Me too. Brooke, I want to know what you're currently watching. Well, I just have to say that we finally watched the movie Cruella and we uh, spent the evening with my mother-in-law. It was her birthday weekend. And so I um, did takeout for her and got her presents. Oh, nice. Oh, and I picked up some movie theater popcorn and we watched Cruella. Oh, and she got her favorite cupcakes. Yes. Awesome. We went all out. Yes. And- the movie I thought was outstanding. I was very, very excited about this movie. My son had been asking me, mom, when are you going to watch it? And he goes, I've heard it's very similar to one of your favorite movies, or at least you can enjoy it because you enjoy this movie. And he would always mention The Devil Wears Prada. And so I feel like he was pretty accurate on that. I love the devil wears Prada and I really felt some similarities and I really felt that there were some similarities in Cruella as well. I mean, with many of the character roles, I mean, we had, um, Emma stone who played, um, Cruella and she found herself later in life. Um, and so we get to see the backstory on that. Um, The Baroness, Emma Thompson, absolutely love her. I loved the characters Jasper and Horace. Um, Those two, I just kept thinking of 101 Dalmatians and their animated characters. Um, But Emma Thompson's character, wow, you know, I couldn't believe how everything unraveled. That was a shock to me. And I didn't expect that. Didn't see it coming at all. I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't see that. Um, Mark Strong played John the valet, and I wasn't sure whether he was going to be a good guy or a bad guy. And so I was very well pleased with her with his character as well. The dogs in the movies in the movie were great. So I gave it a two thumbs up. I can't hardly wait to watch it again. And I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. I love that movie. It was so I'm good. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the fashion. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fashion was just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So, yeah, I was feeling very devil. Yes. Wears, what devil wears Prada. Um, And one of that, one of the outfits, the dress reveals, you know, was just in the vault. I couldn't believe it. So clever. I had... You know, there were just so many moments that surprised Mm -hmm. me. I
1: think it's a great film. I love it, too.
0: Yes. What have you been watching?
1: Oh, so The Morning Show on Apple TV. The second season started. So it's with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. And it's an inside look at an early morning television show. And the first season dealt with the firing of Mitch Kessler, played by Steve Carell due to sexual misconduct. And so here we are in the second season, and it's dealing with the repercussions of a blow up that occurred at the end of the first season, and where everyone is at, and how ratings have plummeted, and they need to revive the show. And it's uh, I've, there's only been a couple of episodes out, but I am in it. I'm like, yes, I am enjoying it. I like watching it. So it's a great, um, I'm so happy to see it back for a second season. I came upon The Chair on Netflix. This is a comedy drama with Sandra Oh, and uh, she is juggling being the first woman of color as a chair of the English department at Pembroke University. As she's parenting her strong-willed adopted daughter, I mean, she's this little tiny daughter, but man, she's a firecracker. And Amanda Peet is the writer, showrunner, and executive producer of The Chair. It is so funny. I, It's a comedy drama, but I just think it's hilarious. I think it is so well written. It got me on the first five or 10 minutes. I was in. I couldn't wait for the next episode. I think there's only five or six episodes in the first season. It was really good. And I love it because it has to do with the university. Um, And so it's just it's a great, great show. I'd recommend that to anybody to watch. I also watched, it was a few weeks back, but I watched Freaky. It's on HBO, and it's with Vince Vaughn as a mass murderer. And he changes bodies with a teen girl. And it's hysterical. It's a comedy horror. It's such a fun watch. It's so fun to watch him as a teen girl. And this teen girl as a mass murderer is just, it's really well done. And especially during October... I think that everybody should tune in and watch it. So it's great.
0: I love Vince Vaughn.
1: I know. And I love it because it's not just a horror. It's a comedy horror. So there is some horror in it, right? You will see some uh, people uh, being uh, slaughtered, but it's just done in such a comedic way. So it's a fun watch.
0: Well, thank you for your recommendations, friend. Thank you for yours and all your insights on The Walking Dead
1: and Cruella, which I love too.
0: Oh, you're welcome.
1: So that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. You can rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This will help other listeners find us.
0: Yes, thank you so much. We'll also be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. Our next show will be on The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 7 and 8. You can find our website (laughs) listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!